Ask Wildman, the weekly show from full-service digital agency Wildman Web Solutions, is ready to answer all of your questions about marketing, tech, and sales to grow your small business. Each week, the Wildman Web Solutions team tackles your questions and trending topics live. Learn strategies and tactics to take your small business to big revenue. The Ask Wildman show starts now. Hello, happy Wednesday, and welcome to Ask Wildman. Uh, my name is Miles Bassett. I'm the CEO and founder over at Wildman Web Solutions. Uh, we are a digital marketing agency based here in Lawrence, Kansas. Uh, we love it here in Lawrence. We love our community. So we uh, put out this show, this weekly show, as a resource for them, for our Lawrence community. Um, my team and I are here every Wednesday at 11 to answer your questions about technology, marketing, business, or uh, anything else you want to ask us. We won't claim to be an expert at, but we'll go ahead and take a shot at it anyway. Um, yeah, so here off the top, I wanted to throw out a couple of other resources that we do put out for our Lawrence community or anyone outside of this that wants to uh, grow their business online or maybe moving their business online due to uh, pandemic shutdown or maybe you're just working that way anyway. We do have uh, this show every week, Wednesdays at 11. We're jumping on here to answer any and all questions you have. We also have the articles section of our website, wildmanweb.com slash articles. Uh, we, these are just a, there's nothing crazy deep dive here or technically complicated. These are all kind of surface level things, um, articles on things like SEO or uh, social media advertising or website optimization. Uh, just a little bit to get your feet wet in the digital marketing space. It's a good place to get started. Uh, we also have wildmanweb.com slash LBOT. This is for our local business online toolkit. Uh, this is a, a free suite of software that we hand out to anyone trying to get their business online or maybe run their business online a little bit more effectively. Um, if you go there and sign up, there's some tools to uh, run your business online, manage your reputation, reviews, your social media, online listings, or if you're running any kind of advertising on, say, Facebook ads, Google ads, or anything, there's a tool there to uh, help you see what's working and what maybe needs a little bit of extra attention. But without any further ado, today is August 19th. This is Ask Wildman. Uh, my name is Miles Bassett, and with me today, as always, I have my partner and the uh, sales and marketing director at Wildman Web Solutions, Mr. Mike Hanna. Mike, how are you doing? Good morning. I am just fantastic. Sugar dipped in honey glaze, Miles. How are you? I've got my royal shirt on. They are hot, folks. The bats are warming up. Pitching is starting to not be terrible. And I'm in a good mood today, Miles. How are you? Awesome. I'm I'm doing good too. I think we got a couple of good questions in here in the email uh, to uh, to address this week. But if anyone wants to jump in, be part of the conversation, ask some questions, uh, or just say hi, go ahead and throw your uh, your questions in the comments below. Or as I mentioned just a second ago, we do have an email. And go ahead and throw this up here. You can email us. Um, at askwildman at wildmanweb.com, and we'll try to get to your questions there. I also have that address scrolling across the bottom in that crawler. 
All righty, let's go ahead and get started, Mike. I think uh, we got enough questions on a single point that you actually came up with a, a title for today's episode. We've never done that before, but uh, what, what was your brilliant title? <laughs> today's title is Retention, the Final Frontier of the Funnel. Uh, so we're going to be talking about customer retention. It's, uh, it's something that we have got a few questions on. It's not something that we've covered extensively on the program to, uh, yet. So we thought we'd take some time today to dive into that and dissect it and discuss it. All right. Well, I know I have a couple of notes um, immediately having some thoughts but, on that. Uh, okay. But just to start off here, I guess, can but, we... Yeah, this also... Sorry? Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, just to I was just going to say, I, was, I, I cut you off there. Go ahead. It's okay. I think we've got a little bit of a delay <laughs> going on here. That's always fun. I think so. Hey, all right. Well, we'll try not to step on each other's feet. I was just going to say we should start with maybe just a definition of what you mean when you say retention before we get into the technology, before we get into the, the final frontier of the funnel, as you put it. Sure thing. So uh, retention is, you know, it's exactly what it sounds like, uh, retaining your customers, you know. Um, so far, we've talked a lot about uh, the funnel and we've talked about, you know, how to acquire customers, uh, how to get that initial sale, how to get that initial client, uh, but we haven't really dug into uh, how to retain them and why that's important. And of course, you know, the different methods uh, to go about that in order to increase your uh, retainment rate. Um, so so it's a, it's a really, really important metric uh, that every business you know, should be paying attention to because obviously it's, you're, you're going to make more money retaining and growing clients and customers than you are going out there and just every single day starting from zero and trying to get brand new ones. Uh, so one of the, and how this ties back into the funnel discussion is, you know, we, we've talked about the funnel a few times on this show, then that's just the process that you are the customer goes through uh, before you business with you all the way from unawareness down to uh, action at the bottom of the funnel. But uh, what we really haven't discussed is inside that bottom of the funnel, there's actually then a little microcosm of another funnel that takes place. And, and that is the retention process and that ongoing continual uh, sales process because we're continually having to prove our worth to our customers and clients in order to retain them. And so that's a process unique and all its own. So when we get to the bottom of the sales funnel, uh, sometimes people make the mistake, but then they just, whoop, they revert all their attention back to the top and they neglect uh, some of these, uh, these things that we're gonna talk about today of how to retain their, their client base. And of course, churn is gonna happen in any business you know, you're gonna, you're gonna lose customers, but of course we wanna minimize that as much as we can. Uh, so that's gonna bring down our overall uh, acquisition. So we're not gonna have to continually rely on putting so many people on the top of that funnel because that's obviously a mo an expensive process. You know, that, that's probably arguably the most expensive process of your sales funnel is getting new people into the funnel that have no idea who you are. So, so that's how, uh, that's the definition what we mean by retention and how that ties a little bit back into what we were talking about uh, in previous episodes with the sales funnel. And we end up talking about a lot of 
new things on this show as we are you know a technology company we like to stay up to date stay on that bleeding edge of things um, but it's always interesting at least for me when we kind of circle back into um, sales and marketing strategies that are pretty much the same and always have been um, I think this kind of falls into that category with retention. I, I think the old adage is that um, you know it's it's always easier, always cheaper to keep a customer than it is to go out and and get a new one, and that is really that's the same thing today. Uh, you know, marketing has really it's been a, an ever changing beast, and we try to stay on top of it on the digital side of things when it comes to social media marketing and search engine marketing and um, you know, really leveraging technology to stay in front of the right people, get your message out to, to the right people at the right time in the right way. Uh, but, you know, this is this is something that's kind of stayed constant, even in talking, uh, you know, traditional advertising. So, yeah, and, and this is a, a way that a business can make. This is a way that a business can make a big uh, increase in their bottom line by just making a few tweaks. I mean, you'd be surprised how much or how much you can gain uh, revenue and, and, and profit-wise from just a little bit of an increase in your customer retention. You know, if you increase your customer retention by five, 10, or 15% uh, over the course of a few quarters or a year, uh, that is gonna do wonders to your bottom line. Uh, and like I said before, it's gonna bring down your overall cost of acquisition uh, for bringing in new dollars. So it's a really, really important topic. Yeah, well, um, I don't know if you had a, a particular model you wanted to come in here. I do have a couple of notes on the more technical side. And then um, also when you brought this this topic up, when we started getting a couple of questions surrounding this, um, it made me think of uh, an interaction that I've had actually in the last couple of days over the last week uh, with a, a business. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a home brewer. I, I brew beer at home. Um, and it's just a fun little hobby for me, but you do have to buy a lot of stuff, um, a lot of equipment and uh, ingredients and things like that. And I get most of my stuff from a company called Northern Brewer. Um, it's a it's a great company for home brewing. It's by far not the only one out there, uh, but I did a little bit of shopping last week uh, on, on their site and immediately got retargeted by all of their competition. All of a sudden my Facebook feed turned into all ads of their competition for different types of equipment and things I was looking for. Some of them even had some some sales or some introductory offers that you know would save me money um, or maybe be a little bit easier, a little bit more convenient. It's right there in front of my face saying, here, you're gonna save money and get the same product. And I didn't go. And in essence, this company succeeded in what we were talking about. They retained me as a customer. And they did that with a couple of different things. But mainly, um, I think that they were able to do that by sort of enveloping me in their brand ecosystem, meaning that everything that I do surrounding this, everything I do when I'm, I'm home brewing, touches on them in some way. So whether I'm buying new equipment, or buying ingredients, or looking for new recipes, uh, or maybe I'm having a problem. My IPA didn't carbonate. I can go to their website immediately, and there is an article that's readily available, easy to find, telling me exactly what I did wrong. Um, so they've kind of been able to touch every aspect of that process so that I'm engaging with them regularly, um, and it's developed this sort of 
this very practical brand loyalty to the point where I can't really imagine moving outside of that ecosystem and leaving them for uh, the competition, even if it might save me a little bit of time, a little bit of money, even if they give me a really enticing sale, I'm sticking with my brand. That is a great example, Miles. I'm, I'm so glad you just, you, you actually just touched on that I wanted to discuss Good. Uh, Good. in that example. So that, that was, that was perfect. So, you know, let, let's, let's unpack that a little bit there. Uh, you know, the first thing that I'm glad that you, you uh, illustrated was how easy it, it is now for the competition uh, to remarket, you know, so to speak, uh, to, uh, to, to your customers, uh, especially the bigger you get, you know, the bigger of a business you get, the easier it is for, uh, you know, people like me to, uh, you know, to, to target those customers and so, so on and so forth and actually try to uh, remove them away from you. So, you know, if you're not taking care of your customer, somebody else is more than happy to step in and do that. Uh, and that is, that is more prevalent now than ever. Uh, so that's that's definitely a key point there. And then you really hit on uh, brand and engagement, uh, which were two of the things that I definitely wanted to dive into today because those are uh, they're two you know really different things, but but they're very very important uh, for for achieving a great retention. Uh, and so we'll talk about brand a little bit, uh, I guess first. And and as we talked about before on the show, brand is nowadays more important than ever. Uh, will continue to be. As this transformation in the economy uh, continues to shift uh, to a to a digital world, uh, and when voice hits, uh, we're no longer doing Google searches. Look out! <laughs> then the brand is going to be everything, uh, because if somebody says, "Hey Alexa, order me a pizza," well, at that point, the the pizza, whoever Alexa wants it to be. Uh, but if I say Alexa ordered me Rudy's, then boom, there I'm gonna, you know, retain that Rudy's is gonna retain me as a customer. But that if I don't say Rudy's, uh, you know, <laughs> good luck. So Algorithm so that's why control. you know a little peek into the future of my brand building a brand today. Yeah, is is it's a matter of survival for the future, but we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. So we'll back up. So a lot of times when we think about brand and we talk about brand, we're talking about that top of the funnel. We're talking about that sales process. We're talking about the brand acquiring a new customer, but that's only actually a small piece of branding. And it's only a small piece of what you should be focusing on branding because what brand, what really good branding does is it creates, uh, you know, you identify uh, with your, your core audience and you get them to engage in your content over time and that they become so loyal that they feel like that you know, they're a part of the company almost. Uh, and, and a great example I can give for, for Kansas folk, uh, especially those of you who were around in the 80s and 90s, is Chevy versus Ford trucks, right? It's it's not as you know uh, neck neck and neck between the two today because Toyota and and Dodge have come into the marketplace more than they were. But you rewind 20 years and you were either a toy, or excuse me, you were either a Ford guy or gal, or you were a Chevy guy or gal, and it was to the point where they would argue with each other, you know, over fisticuffs uh, over which was better. And all the branding enforced 
that idea of being a, you know, a proud full Chevy owner and this is why you're part of our community. So branding is extremely important to be talking to people in this retention area because we want them to identify with, with our brand so much that they actually feel like that they have to defend it uh, and they're part of it. You know, it's, it's a very uh, tribalistic um, instinct that we're tapping into right there. Uh, and so that's a really, really important part of the overall branding strategy. And then of course, the engagement aspect. Uh, and, and how did they get you to engage? Uh, you, gave the, you gave the example of an article that you, you, know, you had some questions or something like that. You went back to them because they were a resource. So what were they doing for you? They were providing value. They were providing value, just like we talk about in content marketing, which we talked about several times on the show. And so this, this all ties into that as well. They didn't hit you over the head with, hey, Miles, do you want an easy upsell XYZ product? Which when a lot of us think about retention, that's our knee-jerk reaction, right? Is, oh, yeah, I just need to upsell them a little something else. I just need to have another offer, right? Or the other thing we think about is customer service, which are very important. Uh, but we don't necessarily sometimes think about our content as, as part of this engagement strategy. We're doing this, we're providing value after the sale. And that's the most important way that you can uh, retain your customer because all of these things we talk about fall under that umbrella, right? That's what customer service falls under. That's what having more products and services to offer them falls under. That's what your branding, you know, being cohesive with, with your community uh, falls under, et cetera, et cetera. And, and then the final step here is creating a community. And, 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 and that is done through the content. And so once you put all those pieces together, you have an extremely great fortress, you know, so to speak, against the competition in order to retain your customers. And, and so I want to talk just a little bit about the building community aspect, Miles, and then I'll throw it back over to you to get to some of the nuts and bolts of automation and, and how we can use technology to, uh, to achieve some of these things. Um, because actually, there's one more step after that. <laughs> and that is cutting all the red tape, right? And making things as easy and as smooth as possible. And I do have an example about that we'll get to later on. Uh, but community. So, so this goes back to content marketing. And today with social media, it's easier than ever to create a community online based around your brand. And so how do you do that? Well, of course, you know, you want to reach out to your core audience, but you need to offer them uh, value and you need to give it away for free. And that's the part that a lot of people will struggle with is they, you know, they want to set up a paywall or they want to, you know, somehow incorporate that in content into their sales process. Bad idea. Set that up as a completely free giveaway uh, content model that you keep people engaging with your brand. That's the only thing that you're getting them to do, getting them to engage with value, to know, like, and trust you. And you know who does this extremely well, Miles? It's a business category that we probably don't think about a lot of times when we uh, think about business, but I know you and I are very familiar with the category. And that is uh, professional musicians, you know, bands, artists. They do this uh, technique and this strategy remarkably well, and they really tap into the tribalistic aspect of their community, and they provide uh, immense value on social media and 
through giveaways and, and websites and meet and greets during you know, non-COVID times and things like that. Uh, and I tell you what, who the, the, the group who started this and who has given maybe one of the greatest examples of uh, content marketing and customer retention and branding of all time, and that is, of course, The Grateful Dead, the most successful rock and roll band of all time by, by live ticket sales. And how did they do that? They did that by building a tremendous uh, community, uh, a community so emphatic and so tribal that they would, you know, literally give up their their uh, their you know day jobs, you know, sometimes their families all together and go on the road for months, years, sometimes decades at a time, following the band around the country, heck, around the world, right? So how did they build this kind of a loyal following? This is the kind of following that any business would certainly, you know, die for. Well, they did it not by trying to upsell people, you know, not by trying to get that, you know, one more 1999 sale. No, they actually did it by giving away their content for free. They did it by content marketing. They were uh, one of the first bands, one of the only bands that would allow tapers to come in to their shows. They would, you know, put on these three, four hour, you know, two plus set uh, shows every single night with unique set lists, you know, different from show to show. So people wanted that was demand to hear each and every show because they were all different, right? And so they allowed people to come in and tape them when most bands would never, ever do this. Most, most bands still don't, right? You'll go try to tape, you know, somebody uh, down there at the lead center. You're going to get thrown out probably and roughed up a little bit. Um, and, and what this happened was it created a community where people traded the music and people then that and then that grew the legend you know of the shows and so on and so forth and then more people wanted to go on tour and more people wanted to see more than one show so of course it led to more uh, ticket sales and then they had all kinds of unique opportunities to do upsells from that you know then it was oh we're going to sell tie-dyes and you know all this other stuff right all the merchandise it's still today uh, you know, 50 plus years after the band started, they're one of the highest grossing merchandise acts today in 2020. Uh, and so this, this is a model that is built to last and it, it'll, it'll stand the test of time, but it was all built on content marketing, was all built on giving away content for free and building that loyal tribalism through the branding, which led to immense customer retention. So, I know that's maybe a little bit of an oddball uh, example there, but I think that there's a lot to learn from that uh, and apply to business strategies for small and large businesses. Yeah, maybe a, a little bit <laughs> unexpected direction, but you're right. I mean, what business wouldn't kill for <laughs> the audience of the dead? I mean, that's that's an immortal audience. So uh, I think it's very relevant here and you're absolutely right what they're doing. Well, you know, maybe it's not exactly what you might think of immediately when it comes to content marketing really was an incredible decades long content marketing play before uh, even the technology that we're talking about uh, ever existed. So, um, and you, you touched on a couple of points there, which I'm, I'm probably going to go into a little bit more uh, later when it comes to functionality, but um, definitely wanted to somewhat reframe uh, an element that you brought up there as what I would call becoming a utility. 
Um, and that's kind of where we were talking about earlier. There was an article, there was something useful, there was something functional to this company's online presence. Um, where it's not just content marketing, it's not just putting stuff out there that's valuable or something. It's something that's actually useful to me. And so I end up engaging with that company a lot more regularly. I've talked about this a little bit before in the um, when we were talking about SEO. Uh, we talked about, I think we were actually talking about a musician's website that uh, was teaching lessons. And as soon as he moved his lesson billing, and sign up to his website, all of a sudden got a bunch more traffic to that website and increased SEO to the point where, you know, now he's top search results for some very competitive keywords in a relatively competitive field, simply because he made his website a utility. And I think that plays in uh, into our conversation here about customer retention. Um, if I'm seeing your brand regularly, if I'm engaging with you regularly, and I'm doing that because you have something that's useful to me, whether that's a paid service or a, a resource or um, you know a blog of articles that we were looking at earlier, um, if you are doing something that's useful that makes me forces me to come back to you for this particular function, then you're going to get an SEO boost for one, and two, you're going to help develop that that brand identity, that sort of brand loyalty, and that ecosystem that I was talking about earlier. Or it's not just, you know, you have a website and it says, here I am, here's what we do, here's how to contact me, or something like that. But, you know, there's actually something functional there. There's something useful that I want to come back to and use every day. Yeah, that, those, are, those are great points, Miles. Uh, so let's, let's get into some specifics and some tactics uh, about how, what, what kind of tools uh, can we use in order to help us retain customers. We've talked about some strategies so far. Let's uh, get to the tactical side. Absolutely. Um, so I guess we can start with the easy one, and that is just the website itself. Uh, there's a couple of things that you can do to increase customer retention. Um, you had mentioned earlier, you know, you want to take as many hurdles away as possible. You don't want them to, you don't want your customers um, or your audience in this uh, in this conversation, I guess it'd be a more appropriate word, um, to have to jump through unnecessary hoops to get to whatever they need to do. So um, you can start by making your website fast and mobile friendly. Um, I know a lot of brands that have kind of pushed me away because they just weren't really accessible. Um, there's not a really good way to get to them or to use their services because, you know, I can't use it on my phone or they don't have an app or they don't have a mobile friendly website and something like, you know, 80% of, of internet browsing and interaction with businesses online is done on a mobile uh, platform these days. So I'd say start off by making your website fast, uh, you know, perform well and be mobile friendly. That's just a nice, easy, uh, broad stroke to uh, help not scare people away. Um, one a little bit more specific is payments, specifically payments, um, enabling mobile payments, yes. online payments. Uh, you might lose a couple percentage points on credit card processing or have to pay a little bit to have a, an accounting software or online billing software or something like that. But it's going to save you so much. I can't tell you the, the number of brands, the number of companies that have kind of pushed me away because they were hard to pay. Basically, you have to make it easy for me to give you money. I want to use your business. I'm already there. I'm already sold. Uh, maybe I've already used your product before, but you know, someone else has 
automatic online billing and I don't have to think about it at all. I put my credit card in once, it's nice and easy and I'm switching to them. So setting up some nice systems for online payments um, or buying online, making sure that all of that, again, tying back to that first point is mobile friendly, um, I think would be a big one for sure, as far as leveraging technology to retain customers. Um, and we kind of touched on this a couple of times, but more specifically, you want a very frequent engagement with your audience. You want to make sure that you are top of mind so that when they do have that thought of, you know, I want Alexa, I want pizza, they're not just looking for pizza, they're looking for specifically Rudy's pizza. Um, so engage with them regularly. You can utilize social media to do that. You can uh, utilize a, a newsletter to do that. Or the best way is to get them to come to you. And you can do that by exactly what I was talking about before, becoming utility, having something useful on your website, on your social media, having resources there that people want to come to you for. Um, so doing something to create that somewhat regular interaction, keeping you top of mind, um, I think is definitely going to be uh, very helpful in, in customer retention. Um, and then we mentioned something earlier that I, I think we kind of glossed over, um, and that is customer service. Uh, of course, that is the knee-jerk reaction when you think of, of uh, customer retention, but you know there's a reason for that. Uh, definitely one of the top reasons that people leave businesses or they you know, go to another competitor is because the customer service wasn't good. Um, and that's more important in the age of technology than ever. Uh, because when I'm interacting with your website or your online presence in general, your Facebook page, your Twitter profile, whatever it is, that platform or that piece of technology is acting as a representative of your brand. It is acting as this um, this customer service agent. So you have to make sure that it's good, it functions well, and you're leveraging all of the appropriate technologies. Um, tying back, calling back all the way to the beginning of my, my story of Northern Brewer, another one of the reasons I really like them as a brand is that they have a live chat on their website. And I can jump in there and ask quick questions of how do I do this? Hey, this went wrong. Um, which product should I be looking at here? Is this product going to fit with this, this other piece of equipment that I already have? Um, and, and that little extra piece of, of customer service just makes their brand that much more valuable to me and increases their likelihood of retaining me as a customer in the long run. It's just leveraging that live chat, leveraging their, um, their online content, their, their articles, their blogs, their social media, everything as a resource that makes me want to stick with this brand. Yeah, great points again, Miles. And you actually hit on several things that, that I was going to mention as well. So I'll just, I'll just piggyback on it. But the really good examples there. Um, I, 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 let's start with the customer service, I guess. Yeah, I, I think that you're absolutely right. The main key there is engagement. Uh, and like we talked about before on the show, uh, you know, a lot of people sometimes get confused. Um, we're not trying to add more layers between a human and a human if there's a problem in a business. We actually want to use technology to get that human in contact with a human faster uh, because that, if there's really a problem, you know, that was, was what is really going to solve it. 
but you know there's other layers other layers of customer service of course not everyone has a, a burning issue or, or, or upset you know sometimes it's just a question or they need a little bit more information uh but they, so in that realm i think live chats chatbots things like that are great tactics and then of course always having that easy way through the automation to reach a human being uh as soon as possible i think is a is a key tactic in in customer service but then you know going back to uh just your, your examples there tools and technology i think this is kind of a twofold process here and when we're talking about small businesses a lot of times we're just trying to get them to have the technology right because like, like you said if you don't have payments set up on a on a mobile app or even a website right now you're, you're really behind the game you it's you're making your retention just gosh darn uphill battle so that's step one but then once we get the technology in place you know other issues can of course arise and that can create customer service issues uh, and i'm dealing with two uh, examples of this right now in my own life as a consumer uh, one with a huge company that i'll name uh, at&t and one with a, a local organization that i, I won't name but uh, basically, you know, they, they've both taken the steps to increase their technology in order to make things light years easier than it was before. Uh, but there's been some issues with the technology. So I'll give you the first example, AT&T. Uh, and that is, I, I've been an AT&T cell customer since I got my first cell phone right, for 20 years. It just got me uh, as a, an internet customer in my home. So that so that was a long upsell. You're talking about buying funnels and sales processes. That was a 20 year upsell there. Uh, but I'll tell you what, they're having a little bit of trouble retaining me right now. So uh, to their credit, they did get when I was upset the other day, they did get me, uh, you know, in touch with a person uh, very, very quickly. But here's my issue is that my bill is not able, I'm not able to pay my bill on my app. I can pay my cell phone bill, but there's an issue connecting my my internet bill uh, accounts are two different accounts, right? And I want them under the same platform in the app so I can go in there really easily and just boom, 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 it's done, right? Now forget about it. Well, now I'm having to call in to pay them, you know? I know, I'm, I'm such a prima donna, I can't make a phone call, but it really is a pain a pain in the you know what? Uh, and because and, and I have to sit on hold and, you know, da -da -da, respond, da -da -da -da, right? Uh, I just want to go in there and hit two buttons and be done with it. So they're having a customer service issue and a retention issue right there with me. And then the other one is, like I said, a local organization who I do a lot of business with, but I've been getting double billed for things uh, because they just set up an automated system, et cetera, et cetera. So each one of those, you know, folds, so to speak, is really important. I don't have, you know, that technology base in place. You have to get it in place, but then you also have to troubleshoot and make sure that, you know, you're doing your due diligence, getting it set up properly, so you don't have uh, more problems that arise uh, along that customer service law. It's going to you know, negatively affect your retention. Going to back uh, to what we're discussing, so that's all I wanted to add to that, Miles. Yeah, I think overall making things as easy as possible. Um, and you're right, getting to a human quickly. We don't want to add more and more technology. Um, I think the first thing that I think of, and a lot of people think of, is sitting on hold with that robot voice telling you to push different numbers for services that you don't want or need. Right. Um, 
Press one for useless item number one. Press two for we don't care. We're going to keep you in this stupid numbers map for the next half hour until we tell you that there's no one to answer your question anyway. Um, so we definitely want to avoid that process um, with something like uh, a chat bot, for instance. There is a little bit of automation. There is a you know, there is a bot there um, that is asking questions or taking part in some of the conversation, but the goal should not be to, you know, completely in one fell swoop take care of all of your customer service through this this bot because it's just not going to work that way. As much as I I love technology solutions for everything, there's no replacement for a human in a lot of uh, circumstances. So maybe it can help with some quick, easy FAQs. If you get the same question literally a hundred times a day, this can keep people off the phone. Um, so, so that's useful, but ideally you're trying to map someone to the right person and collect the proper information so that that actual human being can help that customer, uh, more appropriately and more quickly than, you know, just jumping into that conversation right away. Um, it can also just add this, I don't know, this level of care, if you will, um, if you have something open all the time, you've got at least some resource in the middle of the night, I've got a question, I need to contact you. You're not there, obviously, it's 3 a.m., you're not gonna answer the phone, but there's a chatbot on your website or there's a resources section on your website or um, you've got some FAQs on your Facebook page or something like that. So I can go there and I can see that you've cared enough about my experience that you've put in all of this extra work, not necessarily ex, uh, paid work here up front to make sure that my needs are met. So um, this is kind of one of those intangibles that is inherent to everything else that we're talking about when it comes to customer retention is ultimately the customer has to feel like you care about them um, and like you're there for them. They are going to be a resource. You're going to answer their questions. Um, like they can know, like, and trust you, as you always say in the sales process. Um, so pretty much everything that we're talking about here, having an operational website, making it work on mobile, insta in instantiating certain technologies like um, email uh, newsletters or chat bots or other resources out there is all an attempt to gain trust, to um, increase brand loyalty, and to just be more of a likable resource for your customers. If they if they like you, if they know you, if they trust you, they're going to stick with you and they're going to come back to you for business, even if the competitors are attacking them with remarketing ads and sales and everything all over the place, which they are. They they absolutely are. Hundred percent, Miles. Yeah, I, I'll just I'll piggyback on that again here with uh, another final point. You know, Stealing uh, I think points. what I really am. Uh, I, I think, you know, the, the main point that you're making there is uh, engagement and creating an engagement. And another way to think about that is feedback and setting up a feedback loop, you know, and that's part of a little bit what I was talking about before with uh, community, you know, and it's so, and again, it's so easy to create communities online or you know, Facebook groups and things like that are great, great way to unite customers. Because uh, that's a, that's also an incredible retention tool is if you can get current customers to start talking to each other about how great you are. 
<laughs> that's not going to hurt anything, right? Uh, so, so again, that that's one of the important things about building a, a place for community. And you can do that. You know, we always say that you know social media is a great way to tap into an audience, but you want to move it uh, to some place that you control. Uh, but nevertheless, a, a Facebook group is a great example of a place where you can build a community. Uh, but also, the website it would be. Uh, a final destination, so to speak. Uh, so I think what we're really talking about here is creating a feedback loop and how important that is both for the business and the customer in the retention process. And it may be obvious why it's important to the customer. You know, they want to, like you said, to feel like the business is taking care of them, is paying attention to them, is looking after them uh, first. But for the business, it's really important that we have that feedback loop so that we can uh, assess our own marketing bridge, which we've talked about on the show before, and we can make sure that our expectations for how our clients are being uh, taken care of is actually being met in reality. And so a tool that, that Miles and I use a lot with our clients uh, to do this is a, is, is a review management uh, type of a tool where basically we, we encourage reviews. We want that feedback. We want as many reviews as we can from every person that has a touch point with that business. And if it's a good review, if it's a four or five star, it gets published and wonderful, right? It's going to increase our, uh, our our brand. It's going to increase our trust factor, you know, when people are looking at us against the competition. Uh, but if it's, if it's a negative review, it's not going to get posted, but the business is going to get alerted. And hopefully it's going to be a general manager, an owner, or somebody in a management position that's going to see that and that they're going to be able to take action inside the business to fix whatever issue that is whether it's a, a micro issue that just one guy was having a bad day, you know, or if it was a systemic issue that, oh my gosh, this is, this is you know, happening across the entire business to all of our customers. We have to uh, uncover those things as soon as we can, because the faster that we uncover those things, the greater our retention rate is going to be. And so that's just, I think, the final you know, piece of this puzzle that we've been talking about, how to build a great retention rate, is creating that feedback loop and using that to monitor the marketing bridge to make sure that our customers are, are absolutely satisfied to the best of abilities. Okay, so we're coming up on 45 minutes here, so I wanna pull back a little bit um, and just say for anyone jumping in here, coming in late, or maybe seeing this for the first time, this is Ask Wildman. It's an open Q&A show, so uh, feel free to throw any comments, questions that you have in the comments below. Uh, we'll try to address them as quickly as possible. Um, I usually say, you know, ask some questions about technology or business or marketing, but if you just want to, you know, maybe add your two cents to the conversation or ask us about something else, go ahead and throw that in there and we'll, we'll try to address it. Uh, we are up here every week, Wednesdays at 11, live streaming to our Facebook page, so follow us um, in order to get notifications on that and uh, RSVP to the event here. Uh, to get notifications when we're about to go live um, and ask us your questions there or you can send your questions to askwildman at wildmanweb.com uh, that's where we've gotten a couple of these questions regarding retention and i did want to hit on one specifically uh just to, to to cover the bases here and then i'll i'll turn it back over to you mike here to maybe hit some uh, some final points and wrap us up. Um, but, you know, we've talked about e-commerce a lot here. Um, obviously, that's a big part of our field. And a lot of people, um, you know, given what's going on now, are, are moving their business into a more e-commerce direction. They're selling stuff online for the, some people for the first time ever. 
so we have tried to address that, but there are a couple of businesses that asked me, um, you know, maybe an e-commerce store doesn't really make sense for their business model, their monthly services, or, you know, something like what we do over here at Wildman Web Solutions. A lot of our, uh, you know, technologies are monthly subscriptions or campaigns are more on monthly payment. Um, and so we, we kind of skipped over the ability to send out invoices um, or to start doing automatic monthly payments or annual payments or whatever it is, or it doesn't really apply to an online store. Um, so there's a couple of technologies that you can utilize there to, uh, to really help you. A lot of times um, invoicing and uh, you know credit card payments and everything can be built into a couple of different places. One, it can be built into your point of sale system. Um, for example, if you have you know Square POS or something like that, they have an online processing system that you can use for uh, billing, for invoicing, um, I think it's it's really primarily set up for e-commerce, but you can definitely leverage things like that for uh, for these kinds of more service-based billing. Um, it can be built into your accounting software. Uh, if you use QuickBooks, uh, that has some invoicing capabilities. Um, another one I really like to use is Wave, uh, Wave Apps. Um, it's sort of a, a smaller competitor to QuickBooks, accounting software, but has some really nice automatic invoicing capabilities put in there, allows you to customize it, really make it look like you, um, and sends it out via email. And then the benefit of these kinds of invoicing systems, um, it allows your customers to pay you easier. It's kind of what we were talking about earlier. You want to make it easy for people to give you money ultimately. Uh, so instead of just saying, hey, send a check to this address every month, which is just this archaic way of doing it. A lot of people will bounce if you don't do, uh, if you have that kind of system. Um, you can make it easier for them by sending this invoice to their email. They can then send a check if they want, or they can pay via um, an e-check or a bank payment, debit card, credit card, whatever they want to do. Um, you might take a little bit of a ding on, on credit card processing fees there or something, but it's going to save you in the long run by making it super easy for people to pay you. And then you get the added advantage of automatic billing. People can just check the box, say, you know, save this card for later. And then if they have to choose between, you know, buying something from you or continuing service with you, where it actually takes effort to stop a service with you or moving over to a competitor uh, where they have to pay them via check, via cash, via whatever long, complicated online system, they're going to stick with you and therefore you've retained that customer. So a uh, specific answer there, um, I would suggest trying to tie it into one of your existing technologies, either your accounting software or your point of sale software probably has something there. Um, and if you really are starting from scratch, um, then I, I personally like using Wave for that kind of thing. So just search Wave apps or Wave accounting uh, and, and you'll find it there. But we are coming up on almost an hour here. So, uh, Mike, I want to turn it over to you uh, and, and get some maybe closing thoughts on using technology to, to increase customer retention. Sure thing, Miles. So, one thing that we haven't uh, co you know, contextually discussed yet, so maybe I'll, I'll end on this note, uh, is you know, retention in the face of COVID. You know, the COVID, you know, as we've discussed ad nauseum on the show before. Has, has certainly changed the landscape of how businesses are being interacted with, with their customers. You know, we talked about uh, a lot, you know, before, and, and you just alluded to it, which reminded me of it, you know, the importance of, you know, having easy ways to get paid. 
but also, especially if you're a shorter term uh, sales cycle, uh, you know, having easier ways just for people to do business in general with you and, and how that is playing a huge role in retention. Uh, and, and by easy, you know, I, I, of course, mean cutting the resistance between the customer and your products and services. But also in this discussion, I think, you know, is the safety aspect as well. Uh, you know, people will be more loyal to uh, brands and things like that that they feel, as we talked about, are, are in their best interest. And so I'll give you a quick example of this. And uh, I, I'm talking about grocery stores. So there's one grocery store in particular that I found myself shopping at a lot more than the other grocery store I haven't been, I used to shop at a, a lot more than all the others. And the main difference is the grocery store that I'm shopping at now, uh, it's a little bit closer to home, okay? But before I went, everything else was equal, I was willing to drive farther because I liked the products at the other place better. But now with the app and the technology and the curbside service and everything else that this other place is providing, I'm willing to go there because it's easier, it's more convenient, it's safer, et cetera, et cetera, than drive the other distance like I was as many times a month. And so I think that there's, you know, a whole retention slash market share battle being played out here uh, across the COVID landscape. And I think that the winners are going to be uh, you know, just tying back into this, what we discussed, you know, discussing here are the ones who are utilizing tech to make it easier to do business with you to increase that customer retention. Awesome. Uh, so that I think will wrap up our show today. If you have any additional questions or maybe we glossed over something or you want us to dive deeper into something, please let us know. Uh, you can throw it in the comments below. We'll check back on this or you can email us at askwildman at wildmanweb com um, and we'll be back live streaming again next Wednesday with Ask Wildman to hopefully answer all of your questions. Mike, thanks as always, and uh, we'll see him again next week. See you, Mike. Good to see you. All right, thanks everyone, and uh, like I said, we will see you again next week, next Wednesday at eleven. Make sure to tune in. Thanks for listening to Ask Wildman. Send us a question for next week's show at askwildman at wildmanweb.com.